Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Power On podcast, where we discuss the latest and greatest in gaming. Uh, I'm once again your host, Alex Estrella, and today I am joined by one of my good friends, Santi. Welcome, Hello. Santi. How are you? Hey. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm not doing too bad. The weather's weather's out, but it's getting hot, so I'm kind of I'm kind of melting. Yeah. I think uh, it's definitely summertime. We all want this weather, so hey, we can't say we didn't ask for it. Um, but again, thank you for coming on the show. And if you can just introduce yourselves, uh, introduce yourself to our listeners. Maybe just uh, say your name, um, what kind of gaming uh, you do. So if you're regularly console or PC, and then what uh, program you graduated from at Durham College. Um, well, uh, my name is Santi, or Santi Salem. Uh, I graduated from the Recreation and Leisure Program in May, April. What, what, the, I finished the semester. I don't know if graduation will be happening. I'm not too sure about that. Um, and I personally, I mainly play on, uh, so I do some PC gaming, but I mostly do it on console, um, mainly the Nintendo Switch and PlayStation 4. Awesome. So again, thank you for coming. I really do appreciate it. Uh, we have a lot of news to talk about. A lot has been happening in the world of gaming. So let's just kind of jump into it and discuss. Um, so I'm not sure if you have heard, Santi, but uh, E3, which is regularly the big week of like everything in terms of gaming, where they would reveal new games, uh, console launches or console reveals, etc. Um, with all this craziness going on, that has actually been cancelled, so I'm not sure if you heard of that or not. Uh, yeah, I have. I was actually very, like, kind of sad to hear, being, just because even though, like, I've never really kept up with, like, things like, like E3, personally, but, like, it's still because, like, it's, some people go to it, and it's such a, like, popular uh, event that I was very surprised to say it. Very surprised and sad to hear that it was pretty simple because of the, uh, COVID incidents that are going on at the moment. Yeah. Um, but in kind of on the bright side of it, I know there has been a lot of like um, game developers, companies and publishers who have actually kind of like stepped up uh, and announced kind of a replacement um, to E3 or not like a formal replacement, but kind of moving all of their uh, announcements that they were potentially keeping for the week of E3. They've kind of shifted that and um, made their own kind of dates for it. So we're going to discuss some of those. Uh, so I know, or the biggest one I've heard of so far um, has actually been Summer Game Fest. So uh, that was actually, it's been, it was created and it's being run by Jeff Keeley, uh, who's the creator and host for the annual Game Awards, which happens every year. Uh, so that is actually, I think in terms of what I've uh, heard so far be announced, like that's definitely the biggest replacement for E3 because it's not happening over the span of one week. It's actually happening uh, while well, it started earlier in May and it's actually going all the way until August 30th uh, and ending off with Game Co GamesCon, which has also been uh, moved to an online format with everything going on. And they've already done uh, some stuff with Xbox and uh, some other announcements that we're going to talk to talk about uh, later on in the show. But I know that's like the first big uh, replacement or E3 kind of filler that has been announced. Um, and then just moving down the list, uh, IGN, which is a big gaming outlet, actually uh, kind of introduced their iteration of it, which they call Summer of Gaming, um, which is basically they're just going to be hosting different events throughout the summer, uh, highlighting different game reveals and publishers. And that's going to be starting... Um, early June, and I believe going until August. Then we have New Games Plus Expo, um, which is going to be happening on June 23rd. Uh, some of the publishers that they have announced are Sega, SNK, and Atlas. We also have the Gorilla Collective Indie Showcase, which is going to be happening relatively soon, um, June 6th to 8th, and they are more uh, indie focused, so a lot of indie game developers revealing uh, new projects that they've been working on, some of the publishers mm. and studios 
they have announced include those awesome guys, which I know Santi, you're familiar, you're familiar with, uh, with the game Move or Die, um, as well as yeah, Good Shepherd and Paradox Entertainment. And then we oh, have, even the hum- and the, also I just want to quickly even like the humble bundle is also being a part of that one, which they take all the like games, not just indie games, but as well as a uh, main like kind of main more mainstream games as well, and they bring them together for an easy for a good price, and you get you're able to play them all, which is really good. Yeah, um, and I know I kind of skipped over uh, some of the publishers for the summer games fest, uh, which I mentioned first, but. They kind of announced that, so they're, again, working with PlayStation, Xbox, Riot Games, 2K, Bandai Namco, EA, and Blizzard. So definitely, I think, uh, Summer Games Fest is, like, the more formal um, replacement of E3, uh, if I have to say. And then we also have Ubisoft or Ubisoft Forward. Uh, So that's going to be on July 12th, and they're kind of going to focus just on what they probably would have been announcing at um, E3. E3? Yeah. yeah. So they're going, that's why I kind of been, be just focused on what uh, Ubisoft has specifically been doing. Um, and I know for me, Ubisoft conferences, I'm not sure how familiar you are, Santi, with like previous announcements or conferences they've done, um, either by themselves or E3. But I know for me, Ubisoft is definitely kind of one of those Otter game companies, um, at least in my opinion, just based off like past couple of years, you know, they'll have like their flagship reveals um, with things like Watch Dogs and Assassin's Creed. But then you kind of also get like these weird uh, games that you're not really sure how you feel about it. Um, like in just thinking about it, I think uh, a few years back when they kind of collaborated with Nintendo and they announced, like, the Mario plus Rabbids game. That was, like, mm-hmm. a very odd announcement for me. Uh, not just the presentation itself, but even, like, the game concept, because, again, like, going into it, I don't think anyone that year would have guessed and, like, yep, we're definitely getting, like, a Ubisoft Rabbids plus Mario game. Um, so I think this year they're definitely going to be relying a lot on... The obvious, so Assassin's Creed Valhalla, uh, which is going to be coming out later this year, as well as Watch Dogs Legion. Um, how are you, like, what's your experience or your thoughts about Ubisoft? Uh, Ubisoft, honestly, I, a lot of their games, I, I honestly love their games. Uh, from the Assassin's Creed franchise to the le- a little less popular, but still very fun Just Dance, like, all yeah. of those games, I honestly, I honestly enjoy. I have, I've always had a blast playing with the others as well. Um, I am looking forward to kind of see what they're doing with the Assassin's Creed Valhalla because um, it's going to be their a, it's going to be the next kind of uh, addition to their to the series, as well as based on kind of what's next with with their last couple because they went from Egypt. There, they had the they just. They had all these nice recently uh, Assassin's Creed games where they're kind of taking place in different timelines. So I'm kind of very, very excited to see kind of what's next with that. Yeah. And for the listeners who don't know what the new Assassin's Creed did, um, so it is Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Uh, it was revealed, I believe, a little bit over a month ago. Uh, they did a pretty cool reveal where it was just like an artist um, who did like a on like live drawing, uh, digital drawing or portrait and kind of release the theme, which is Vikings. Um, and a lot of people are excited. Again, as you're mentioning, Santi, they have been doing some creative and interesting different concepts um, based, like more recently uh, based or compared to the first like few games where it was kind of like more of a linear single uh, timeline where like they didn't really change. It didn't really change that much, at least in my opinion. Um, but yeah, it's going to be, Definitely exciting to see more of Assassin's Creed. I know a lot of people are into Watch Dogs, um, and Legions looks pretty interesting, uh, just based on, like, you can actually play almost everyone in the game. And then, yeah, they do have their favorites, like Just Dance, and you never know, they may have a surprise since it is getting closer to the next generation of consoles. So never know what weird and wacky surprises they may have for us. (laughs) 
at this year's conference. Um, and then finally, um, in terms of E3 replacements, uh, Xbox or Microsoft announced Xbox 2020. Uh, so that's going to be every month starting, they had their first episode on May 7th, um, and they are going to be running that once uh, every month up until the release of the Xbox Series X, so the next generation for the Xbox brand. I'm not sure if you watched the showcase, Santi. Um, did you? Uh, no, I didn't really keep up with that one. Uh, so just give, forte. like... Yeah, just to give a brief recap of it, they for on May 7th, they had their first Xbox Series X or Xbox 2020 showcase. Uh, in terms of that, they revealed 13 new games coming to the Xbox Series X within the launch window of the new console, and those included Assassin's Creed, Valhalla, Bright Memory Infinite, Call of the Sea, Chorus, Dirt 5, Madden NFL 21, Scarlet Nexus, Scorn, Second Extinction, The Ascent, The Medium, Vampire, The Masquerade, Bloodlines 2, and rounding out with Yakuza Like a Dragon. So I'm not sure if you like just maybe saw like some glimpses of it or maybe just like heard some of the announcements, but I know for myself as like a gaming fan and kind of the way that they marketed it uh was kind of like you know hey these are like the first next gen games like we're going to show you all these all these projects that our studios and these come our uh partners and publishers have been working on so for me it, they kind of market it like they're going to show obviously not like I'm, i wasn't expecting like an a halo or a gears of war game like i wasn't expecting anything that big um, but just kind of based on what I saw, like out of those 13 games, I can personally say I was only excited for two of them, uh, which was Scorn. So to kind of explain what I saw or what I took away from the trailer was kind of, I don't know if you've ever watched any of like the Aliens or Prometheus movies. Mm, yeah, that's, that's really yeah. Awesome. so think of Prometheus. Think of Prometheus, uh, those characters, that kind of like sci-fi genre. So it, it was basically, I actually thought it was like a Prometheus game just based yeah. off what they, what they saw. So that kind of got me excited. And then the second game that got me excited was Second Extinction, uh, which is basically, so have you ever played any of the Left 4 Dead games or like Evolve or like any of those like yeah. kind of like, one v three kind of games or like co op games where like you'll face it'll be you and some other other players and you'll face off on like a, against like a control player like monster or killer or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have indeed. <laughs> yeah, that a lot. I play those a lot. <laughs> yeah, so think of that, um, but instead of so you're like the survivors or the you're the heroes and you're facing genetically modified dinosaurs. <laughs> So kind of left for dead, but instead of zombies, they're dinosaurs. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, so that looked pretty interesting. Uh, I know there was a lot of backlash after the showcase, though, just because specifically for Assassin's Creed uh, Valhalla, they promised the first footage of, like, air quotations, gameplay. Mm. But kind of what we were shown was... It was gameplay that... Like they but did mark it as like things that probably aren't going to be in the game. Yeah, so they did mark it as like in engine, like caught in engine actual gameplay. Mm-hmm. But so when I think of gameplay, uh, I think of something similar to when the latest God of War was revealed. I'm um, at E3, so like someone actually controlling him, you actually kind of see like you can physically tell that someone's playing the game. Like, even if it is a short sequence, whatever it may be. But for the Assassin's Creed Valhalla, I felt like it was just kind of, like, more of a trailer, like a gameplay trailer. Like, there was no, you know, there was no game sequence that was being played through. Uh, There was no, like, UI, no, like, interface, no HUD, no, like, gameplay mechanics that were kind of shown. So I know there was a lot of backlash and disappointment specifically about that. 
uh, to the point where Ubisoft actually kind of, Ubisoft and Microsoft gave out public apologies just based off all the controversy that was happening uh, surrounding that specifically. And then Microsoft kind of went further and announced that, hey, we know these may not have been the games that you were expecting uh, to be highlighted, but they did announce that in their July showcase, they're actually going to be showing all their first-party Xbox Studios. So fingers crossed for the next Halo. I know that's going to be everyone's kind of uh, big expectation for that, and hopefully we'll get some gameplay or at least some kind of information about the game. And then I'm not sure how into Tony Hawk or how... Uh, involved you were with the Tony Hawk Pro Skater series, Santi, but they actually announced out of seemingly nowhere a remaster of the first two Tony Hawk Pro Skater games. I'm actually kind of excited for that. (laughs) Just because growing up, that was something that, like, me and my siblings used to play a lot, and, like, we would always have a lot of fun with that, so the fact that we're kind of seeing, like, remasters of them, I'm very much excited. Yeah, I'm so excited to get my hands on that. Especially yeah. after like, I kind of skipped skate because like I'm I'm skate was like I played it a lot, but it was like yeah, it was all right. Like I didn't I didn't love it as much as I love like the old the old ones. So, yeah, I'm excited. I know a lot of them are like there is that hardcore Tony Hawk Pro Skater community. I personally have like played bare minimum of any of the Tony Hawk games. Uh, that just like growing up, that wasn't really like, you know, I tried it. It just wasn't really for me at that point. I'm kind mm. of excited to have the opportunity to revisit these games. I know like a lot of my friends and people who I still talk to in the gaming community, like those are very highly respected games. And I know, especially when they announced that, um, act like when Activision announced that it was Vicarious Visions, uh, which actually re- did the remake of the Crash Bandicoot series. Like, they're the ones who are going to be handling the remaster. Uh, I know a lot of people were happy about that, and they're even happier that it's actually coming out in September, so we don't even have to wait. When you look at it, it's only a few months away, which is, like, mm-hmm. crazy, because it was literally just revealed. But I don't know. I know I'm personally excited to kind of get the opportunity to jump or experience these games in more, just like better quality, not better quality, but, you know, like updated. Um, and then because everything kind of dates out and ages out at a time. So kind of with like enhanced visuals and gameplay, I'm really excited to explore these games. And then next up is Unreal Engine 5 was revealed. So I know oh. we talked about this before, Santi. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. I was when I was told when I did my my little bit of uh, research. By that I mean I was sent the link and I went I looked it up and then but my God, that was like Our apologies to our listeners. Uh, we just had a brief technical error, but I was able to get Santi back. So he is uh, back with us, and we were talking about the Unreal Engine 5 reveal. So um, once I actually saw the trailer for the Unreal Engine, it kind of brought me back to like seeing the God of War, uh, the newest God of War game, like the trailer for that. Because just when I was watching that, like every like the graphics are beautiful. Everything just looks so realistic and like, like I just couldn't see anything like wrong with that. Like it was, it was just actual perfection. Like, it, you you can't really think like it's gonna get any better. And then the game comes out and it's the, it's the same as the trailer. Like it's the exact, it's the same thing. Like graphics are looking amazing. So it, it kind of reminds me of that where it's like everything looks amazing and it's actual like gameplay uh, from the game as well. So. Yeah, uh, it was like, if you haven't watched it, it's available online. Just search Unreal Engine 5 Reveal. They basically highlighted uh, new technology, which they're hoping, well, this was shown, as they told us, it was shown on a PS5 console. So they're kind of just giving us a preview 
of games and publishers uh, using the new Unreal Engine 5, what the possibilities are. So it is, like, I agree with you, it is very exciting, uh, just based off the short tech demo that they showed us, like, to know that that is a possibility, that games could potentially all look like that, and hopefully, fingers crossed, even surpass that further down in the uh, life cycle of the next generation. It's, it, it's a very exciting time uh, to be a gamer. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima, also, I'm not sure how much, like, you're, if you've been keeping up with this game, Santi, but I know it's a very, like, uh, people are very excited about it because it's just something kind of new, especially for console games. Uh, have you, like, heard about it or been following it, it at all? Um, Ghost of Tsushima? Yep. Um, I've seen, so I've heard, like, I've heard some good things from it, and I've seen... I've seen some gameplay for it as well. Yeah. So uh, earlier on in May, the for PlayStation, they actually held a online state of play where they showed 19 minutes of gameplay and just some of the features. So they touch base on exploration, combat, customization, and just like general game mechanics. Uh, for me personally, it's kind of how it's being sold or how I'm part how I'm kind of. Uh, taking the information that's being told. It's kind of like a Dark Souls kind of game. Uh, so for those of you who are familiar with games like Dark Souls or like uh, Bloodborne, it's kind of like that, but in like a samurai era. So you control a samurai, um, but it is very much kind of like similar to a Dark Souls uh, kind of gameplay where it's supposed to be uh, rather challenging, which I know some people are really into, and some people it may uh, kind of back them away from even trying out the game, but I'm excited to kind of see how it turns out. Uh, I will hopefully eventually give it a try. I know there are just like so many games and so much to look forward to. I'm not sure if I'll get to it right away, uh, but it's, if you're interested in it or even want to kind of see what it's about, just check out Ghost of Tsushima, State of Play for PlayStation, uh, and you can see just a brief overview of all the different aspects of the game. Next up is a game I'm personally very interested in, and there's been a lot of news surrounding uh, lately, especially in the past few months with everything going on, is The Last of Us Part Two. <laughs> so Sorry. for those of you who have not been following, uh, there's been a lot going on with this game and kind of where it is now, where when all this kind of started, they just weren't sure if they would be able to release the game uh, simultaneously to all players worldwide. So the studio actually decided to postpone its launch um, and they didn't give a date. They kind of said, you know, uh, to be determined, we just know that we want everyone to be able to play this game and access this game at the same time. So we're just going to push back the release date. And then I think it was a few weeks later, they actually announced a brand new release date that they stuck to and is relatively soon, being June 9th. So they've kind of been like all over the place in terms of PR for the game. Uh, but since this secondary announcement of the confirmed release date for June 9th, uh, there, or June 19th, my apologies, uh, there has been a lot going on with it. I know they had some controversy, or not controversy, they had some stuff going on, because supposedly the game, the game's whole story has been leaked online. Uh, so they kind of had to combat that, and then they've just been wanting to show off as much gameplay and get people as hyped as possible uh, before the launch. So they actually have a brand new series on PlayStation. It's just a video series where, uh, for a month, they're going to just be showcasing different aspects of the game, uh, and kind of, again, getting you excited for the launch. And they also announced a limited edition PS4, which it's pretty cool for people looking to kind of jump into it, uh, jump in and maybe try PlayStation. Uh, before the new generation or the PlayStation 5 comes out later this year. Uh, they do have that option, but I know there's a game I'm very excited uh, playing for. Just I remember playing the first one, and like still to this day, I'm like, wow. That, like, for them as a... For Naughty Dog as a studio, 
uh, like they've had a lot of great games in my opinion in their past like catalog but when they brought out the last of us it was saying new fresh but it wasn't just a game like for me it was an experience uh like the gameplay was amazing the story was amazing in my opinion but just being able to kind of combine that and i think that was when a lot of people really who were may have not been into games before uh they didn't really see it more of a game they kind of saw it as an overall experience because they also had like the great visuals uh because it was coming out towards the end of the playstation 3 uh generation so it had it had a lot of that power for that console uh they transferred it over to ps4 yeah uh, which and they is also, even more beautiful mm-hmm, they made it look even better and they also added the uh some dlc for it as well yeah exactly so i know a lot of people are excited uh for this game how are you feeling about it santi is this saying uh, that you're going to to play like day yeah. one or <laughs> this is definitely something I'm, I'm gonna pick up once it comes out because honestly it's one of those games where like you ha- you don't want to even like know anything about it until you experience it yourself and but because it's gonna be like you know it's gonna be so big that you have to get on it as soon as you can. So yeah, I'm going to definitely get on that as soon as I can, and I'm going to play the heck of it out of it. But overall, like I'm just I'm so excited. I'm like, I'm such a big fan of the game. Uh, I played it on PS3 a little bit, but I mainly played it uh, on the remastered the places before. Yeah, and man, like. I remember, like, I played it. I even, uh, I didn't. I I played it a few times. Uh, my brother actually. I, I think I watched him play it just because, like, uh, when I was I was still like kind of young back then as well. But I I even watched him like play it on the hardest. Like it was the difficulty where you don't have like the the senses, the like the Assassin's Creed kind of. Oh, I can see through walls and yep. see people's senses. Or like yep. even then, like it just felt even more real. Everything like that. So yeah. And I was saying, I'm again. I think we're both uh, excited for it as well as a lot of people, um, just in general, console players or not, just to kind of maybe try and pick up. Um, and I'm even considering doing another playthrough just to kind of familiarize myself uh, with the game and the story again, since it has been a while. Uh, so next up on our list is something that's been pretty big, uh, which is the Apex Legends uh, season five has recently come out, and there has been. A lot of changes. Uh, I know, Santi, you're not really... Like, you've played a little bit of Apex Legends. It's just not, like... you're not. It's not your go-to not, kind yeah, of game. It's not my, yeah, it's not my go-to. <laughs> yeah. It's not my first choice. Which is fair, but I know, like, me personally, uh, that's I've been probably playing since the new season came out, I would say maybe a few hours each day. Uh, I have a few, like, good friends I play with for a few hours each day. So we've been kind of exploring all the new changes, which include obviously a new character, or as they call them, in-game legend, uh, which mm. is Loba. And something really interesting to me is they're actually trying to incorporate uh, kind of like a story mode where this game, like traditionally, it's just been a battle royale. Um, so similar to Fortnite, but now they're actually trying to uh, expand on the lore that's kind of been built up these past seasons and incorporate new game modes such as like a PVE or a story mode. So I played the first uh, mission that came out and, you know, it was, I, I enjoyed it. It was a little bit short, but it was just something different uh, than the actual like core game itself. So like, I think it was refreshing and I know personally, like I'm just very excited to see as the game grows and as the community continues to like support the game and the developers uh, continue to support the game, I'm very excited to see kind of what new and interesting um, ideas that they bring in the future. Yeah, with, with Apex, every season they always added kind of like new mechanics and new operators sometimes. Yeah, and like each, I feel like each operator they bring in kind of like it helps. Cha- it changes the actual like uh, meta game. Yeah, and it changes everything. So kind of, it makes people think like, all right, what are we gonna do now that the new season's out? Like, what's the new? What What are the new things that like people are gonna be doing? And what are the what's the new kind of like balances and changes to the game? Like most, like other like just like other games that happen as well. Yeah, hundred percent. And then next on the list is PlayStation. Uh, seemingly out of nowhere, announced this thing that they are calling PlayStation Studios. Uh, 
Have you seen the video for this, Santi? Like kind of their reveal uh, trailer or video, as you want to, if you want to call it that. For what? For, what? for PlayStation Studios. Um, yeah, well, you kind of get your in-person reaction. I'll just kind of uh, summarize it. So, yep, out of nowhere, they announced uh, under their umbrella brand, uh, PlayStation Studios, and the purpose of it is going to, it's going to unite its first-party titles, and it's actually going to launch alongside the next generation of PlayStation, so the PlayStation 5. Uh, it's only going to be used on games that are developed and managed by Sony, so think of uh, first parties, PlayStation Studios, so, and games like The Last of Us, God of War, Uncharted, Ratchet & Clank, Horizon Zero Dawn, oh, and Little yeah. Big Planet. Uh, so if you haven't checked it out, if you haven't checked it out, we'll get Santi's reactions in, in a little, very wow. shortly. But hold on. What? They got Gravity Rush. They got... Yo. What? Until Dawn... You got Uncharted. Yeah, okay, this is really cool. I like this. Like so far, okay. I'm trying to. I want to. I kind of want to see more games. But like, what other games are going to be there? But like, damn, this is nice stuff. Like they're actually bringing back like a lot of like really good games that people. I feel like people definitely had a lot of fun playing. Yeah, like Lobe and Planet. I love that game. I'm kind of. Yeah, I haven't seen like a other than the newest one. Like I didn't really like the newest one too much. Not as much as the old ones. So if they're bringing back the old ones. Honestly, I'd rather play those ones than the actual than the new ones that came out. So I'm actually really excited for that. Yeah. So if you haven't seen it, just search up like PlayStation Studios trailer, PlayStation Studios reveal. It's basically, I think it's about 40 seconds. Uh, it's a, just like a 40 second like snippet or trailer. Uh, so how I kind of like to explain it is think of like the MCU, so Marvel Cinematic. Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, that whenever you go watch one of those movies, like the epic intro. It's basically replacing all those uh, Marvel characters and like superheroes we've kind of come to love and the iconic like epic music and PlayStation kind of did their twist on it, twist on it where they are showcasing like their first party uh, studios and games. Uh, so characters from God of War, The Last of Us, Ratchet and Clank, etc. And then just again on that more epic scale, and they're, that's basically all these games that fall mm. under the banner. Uh, there are, like, when you start up the game or insert the disc, they're actually going to have, like, this little intro cinematic. So it's, it is going to be, like, there's going, it's going to matter for game companies and developers, like, if they can get under this program, like, to stand out from just, like, any other game on the PlayStation 5. So it is very exciting. And it's going to be very interesting to see kind of what that may mean or what they may add to that program in the future. So just wrapping up our news, uh, just going to kind of shoot through the rest. So Mortal Kombat uh, 11 Aftermath was revealed. So it is an expansion that will add brand new story and characters, as well as the return of friendships, which I personally... Uh, never even knew. Like, I'm not very much a Mortal Kombat person, but I know for, like, some of my hardcore friends who are really into it, they are very excited. And even, like, watching the trailer for it, like, I never knew friendships were a thing, but, like, once I saw it in the trailer, like, I kind of did some research. And just saying, like, again, like, just a different mechanic, just kind of, like, just trying something new and, like, saying that you really went, in my opinion, like, I would not... Um, associate like these friendships or like that mechanic with Mortal Kombat and the game style uh, that I've kind of like been accustomed to seeing and like in their reveals. But uh, how are you feeling about Santi or what are your thoughts? Man, I like for Mortal Kombat, um, yeah. honest, uh, I'm curious. Okay, so uh, I think I heard that Robo is it Robocop? Yep, Robocop is one like kind of the highlighted. Um, additional fighter that's game selected, man. Like, or added. It's funny. Like I don't. I, okay, I like RoboCop. Like his movie was enjoyable, at least to some extent. But uh, I don't know. I I find it interesting that they're adding him, considering that they had like this uh, the Terminator, for example, yep. who is kind of similar in some aspects. 
It was very, yeah. I, I don't know. I just find it interesting that like that, that was the choice they made on who like what on when they were deciding who to bring in. So, yeah. And then we also have, I know a lot of people are going to be interested in this, but if you have not heard Valorant, uh, as part of the Summer Game Fest, they actually had their own showcase where they announced they will be leaving open beta and launching their free-to-play model on June 2nd, 2020. So that is very soon uh, at time of recording. And I know a lot of people, that's like kind of the big, new, shiny game that everyone's very interested um, in playing. So I know a lot of people are going to be excited about that. And finally, Borderlands 3. Uh, they announced their third piece of DLC, which will be coming out on June 25th, and it's Bounty of Blood, A Fistful of Redemption. That's the name of the DLC. Uh, I know myself personally, I'm like, I love the Borderlands games. I'm hoping to soon finish uh, Borderlands 3. I just haven't really had time with everything going on and all the other games that have been in my back catalog, but like, I know Borderlands 3 for me, the core game itself, like, I still have to complete it, and that's something I'm excited for. So uh, kind of watching this announcement, and especially the announcement that there's going to be the first ever DLC, or one, like, yeah, basically the first uh, Borderlands DLC ever to introduce brand, completely brand new characters who have never been, like, mentioned or mm. referenced in any other Borderlands game. And there's also going to be a new narrator that's never been used before as well as well as like new enemies and new maps, except or new worlds, etc. So I'm very excited about that. So with that, we are going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're just uh, going to chat about what we've been playing. And yeah, we're just going to talk some more gaming. So stay tuned and we will be right back. Are you a player looking to power up your play? Then we have good news for you. Thanks to the Durham College Esports Club, as well as the SteelSeries Student Ambassador Program, we're able to offer you 10% off at SteelSeries.com. To redeem this offer, all you have to do is go to SteelSeries.com, and at checkout, enter the promo code LORDS10, that is L-O-R-D-S-1-0, at checkout, and you will receive 10% off your order. Welcome back, listeners, to the Power On Podcast. Thank you for tuning in once again. And I'm once again joined by Santi. Hey, hey, still here. Yep. So, yeah, Santi, I know it's been a crazy time uh, towards the end of this semester. So uh, I know we've played a few games together over since this all kind of started, but what have you been playing recently? Um, well, personally, I've been playing a lot of Town of Salem, which overall, it's just, it's a fun little, uh, kind of, like a, like a, like a detective kind of thing where you're trying to figure out who the evils are, but like, it's, it's usually a gameplay to 15 people at a time and like everyone kind of has special roles. Um, I've also played, been playing a little bit of Minecraft, not too much, but a little bit of Minecraft. Um, so Pokemon Showdown on browser just because it's something I enjoy to do and like I find it pretty it's a lot of fun. Um, I haven't been playing on my console as much as I, I, w- I wish I was just due to working a lot. But um, I typically I was play used to be playing Uno and Dead by Daylight on the PlayStation, and then on Switch I'd be playing um, either Just Dance, Smash, Super Smash Bros, or Mario Kart. And then something I just started doing as well, as, as of very recently, was that I started actually uh, playing Dungeons & Dragons over Discord with some of my buddies. So, so you're kind of like all over the place in terms of what you're playing. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of everything, which is good, hey. Variety. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I know for a lot of like gamers, we always say, like, I wish I had more time. But now that we have like so much time, we're like, Oh, but like, you know, it's just hard for us to kind of focus down on, uh, on one thing. I know like me personally, I've been playing a lot of Apex, uh, Legends. That's kind of like my main game. But then other than that, kind of similar to you, I've been like still mostly on uh, PS4, but I've been kind of jumping around. 
Uh, they had a good offer on PlayStation Now about a month ago, so I actually ended up committing to that. Uh, so, like, there's some games from, like, the PS2 and PS3 that I just, like, never had the opportunity to play, so I've been trying those out. But most recently, I've been getting back into a lot of the Telltale games. Uh, that's just, like, I've for whatever reason, I've just really enjoyed, uh, like, the IPs that they've used and the games they've created. So most recently, I actually beat the first season of the Telltale Batman series, and it it was something. Uh, it wasn't a walking like for me it wasn't like the walking dead uh, on scale of like epicness or anything but I just found like it's been a while and I kind of forgot how kind of poorly the telltale uh, game series like the games can run sometimes like I was talking to another one of my buddies uh, and he was asking me, like, oh, like, how do you enjoy it? And I'm like, no, like, the, the story was, like, okay. And, like, they did some interesting stuff to, like, kind of make you think about, like, characters. If you're familiar with, like, the Batman characters and, like, that universe. Like, they did some stuff to kind of change it up um, and certain aspects of it. So it actually made you, like, put thoughts into your choices. But, like, there was multiple times where there would be either no audio like characters would be on the screen um, or complete opposite where there would be audio for a character, but then mm. like it would be cutting between you as Bruce Wayne and like the character you're supposed to be talking to. And there was literally no player model there or like no character model. They're just literally like talking to air. So yeah, it's, it's been interesting, but mostly I've been playing uh, Apex and I'm hoping to just jump into more, of the Telltale series games, uh, mainly The Walking, Bad, Walking Dead and Tales uh, from the Borderlands, and then hopefully I'll be able to play uh, The Last of Us again, as well as the DLC, because I've never played that. So I've heard good things, though, about the DLC. Yeah. Walking Dead, uh, it was good. I think because of like the whole tel- the, uh, Telltale kind of, they had, I believe they had their own situation going out and when uh, it was over or when when they were making the last bit of it. So. Yeah. Yeah. I so I know you mentioned I know you mentioned playing Minecraft. Are you like at all interested or planning to play Minecraft Dungeons? Um I don't know. Honestly, I'm not too sure how interested I am in Dungeons. Hmm. From from what it seems like, it looks like it's gonna be like it's gonna. It looks like it's gonna be like actually kind of like it's gonna be. It looks like it's still gonna be different from a normal Minecraft. But I don't know if I'm gonna. I don't know if I'm gonna pick it up. Honestly, yeah. See, I'm like kind of on the opposite side where you've been. You've personally invited me to play Minecraft. Other friends have personally invited me to play Minecraft, and like I've tried it. It's not really my thing. Uh, but then when I heard of like dungeons, they're like, okay, it's kind of like, think of games that are like Dungeons, Dragons, or even like Diablo. Uh, mm. I know it's got like a lot of comparison to that. And like, I personally love the Diablo games where like, you know, you have like a certain character, like uh, character, like traits and like um, a class, like a character class, like archer, fighter, whatever it may be, uh, depending on the game and mixing that with Minecraft. So see, I'm kind of like on the fence. I'm like, you know, I may, I'm, I may, I may try this out. I may kind of expand my horizons and uh, give this chance. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully by the next episode, I'll be able to discuss if I've been able to play it or any of my thoughts. Mm. So before we wrap things up, Santi, I did have one question uh, that I hope that we'd both be able to dive into a little bit more. Um, I know we talked about it at the beginning of the episode, but with everything going on in the world uh, and with like the cancellation of, you know, these big conferences and conventions such as like Gamescon, E3, um, etc. And like in-person console reveals, uh, I just want to see what your personal thoughts were with what you think the future of these events will be be uh, post-COVID-19. So let's say five years from now or even a little bit sooner, let's say next year in the next like two to three years, do Mm. you think that there will be a shift back to like physical 
you, you know, you go fly out to these conventions and there's hundreds of people in attendance or uh, where, like, where do you think it's headed? Do you think it's going to kind of go back to quote unquote normal? Or do you think this is truly going to be like the, the first stepping stone to a fully online transition for a lot of these events? Um, honestly, I think that it might, I think it's going to start, like, everything's going to start being online because, uh, once, like, they kind of, like, as they're doing, like, E3, for example, they're showing that it can be brought online, which means that the actual, like, event won't actually need to be, like, an, like a LAN, like, in-person type of thing. Yep. Um, I do hope that they kind of add more variety to, like, the things that have, like, events, so, like, things where it's, like, team games. Uh, that are like competitively against each other. Like I honestly, I would I would kind of like to see like uh, like a like a different type of competition. So like things like uh, I know the combo contest that, that Smash do that Smash players do, which is really it honestly is really cool to watch. Yeah. As well as um, let's go, let's go, let's go. As uh, speed running, honestly, speed running is such an interesting thing to watch because they're they're doing all these different techs that you didn't even know that was possible in a game. So. I, I do hope that they do kind of have like co- competitions and events, even for those where it's like in, where they get speed and it isn't like an in-person type of thing. Yeah, and I think this really has changed a lot uh, in like the gaming world and like for these businesses and these companies. I think it has really changed. Like they've had to adapt uh, fairly quickly, and like you know, it wasn't it's not like these events were originally planned like in December, like they already occurred before all this started happening. Like they were only a few months out and like, I'm very impressed. I can say of like all these companies stepping up and like doing this planning and making that transition, uh, which I'm assuming, like I can only imagine how much work and like effort it is taking for them to even kind of continue, but to plan and like host these events. But, uh, I personally think that this is going to be the first step to mainly a mainly online transition. Uh, I know prior to a lot of, like I keep up with the industry and like I listen to a lot of like professionals uh, in the gaming world, like talk about their opinions um, about like where they think the industry is headed. And like a lot of them were saying even before this, like for example, E3, for the past few years, they've been saying, you know, like, E3, like, it's kind of seen a downturn in, like, not only attendance, but just, like, the format itself, where they felt it was going to have to make that drastic change of not only being, like, a convention, like, they saw it kind of transitioning out. So I think with everything going on, event- and, like, all these changes that these companies and publishers have had to made, have to make, I truly think this is, like, the first step uh to like not fully online by when i want to say mostly online events and conventions as well as even like see our other point of like expanding uh like tournaments and like just events in general i know like platforms like twitch and like all these gaming platforms have been like basically exploding um in viewership and like content and content creation since Mm. all this started because you know, like all these professionals, like they don't have these conventions to go to anymore. So what are they going to do? They're going to stream online. So there has been a massive, uh, not only interest, but like the content being released and just the ideas. Like there are, like I know, for example, when you go online now, you can probably see way more people speed running games uh, now that they have the time than compared to like a year ago. Like, and these new concepts that you were kind of mentioning, like, I think there, I I definitely think there is going to be, like, potential for growth in all these ideas. Uh, Is it going to be, like, flawless? And is it going to happen, like, within a year? No. But I think this whole situation definitely is, like, the first stepping stone um, Mm -hmm. of change. And something like about that too is that like it's a big events like they they actually pay like top players and like like famous people to actually go to like events because 
if they show up, then more people will be like, oh, if they're going to be there, like, I want to be there too. Yep. But like, even if they don't play or like win, they still get paid because like, at the end of the day, like they're getting flown out from some country, like some somewhere else, let's say like Japan, yep. all the way to come to America for an event. And even if they don't win, like they, they could have been making money by streaming and they're like, by at home streaming and they'll be making money. Yep. So it's like, if they're able to just stay home, like I feel like it'd be easier. And like, if they just even just show up to an event online, then it would save them the actual like expenses to actually get the person there. So it's definitely a very interesting time in the world of gaming. A lot of, a lot of changes, um, a lot of new concepts and ideas. But I know I'm personally excited uh, just to kind of see that change and witness it and be part of it as like a, to- a content creator as well as just like a fan of all of these games. So I know I'm personally excited. So that is going to wrap up our show, Santi. I want to thank you again for joining me um, and just talking about like the video game news and kind of what you've been playing. And yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed being here. It was fun. Plus I, I got to learn some new things that I honestly had no idea about. So I'm happy about that. Yep. So uh, for listeners who want to keep in touch or just connect with me and the podcast in general. I'm very happy to announce that I actually created a Instagram account as well as a Twitter account. So if you want to keep in touch, uh, you can follow the podcast on Instagram. We're power on podcast on Twitter. We are at power on podcast one, and you can also connect with us uh, on discord and we are discord gg slash derm esports and for all of our viewers uh also want to announce our first giveaway so we will be giving away a steam game so if you want the details again just check us out on instagram we are power on podcast on instagram and until next time listeners have fun and game on